South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances dropped? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. Greetings, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns in partnership with Sowetan Live. My name is Rams Mabote. While the world was celebrating love on Tuesday, there was no love lost between our not-so-honorable politicians in Parliament on Valentine's Day, as insults were flying liberally across the floor. One minute it was Police Minister Peggy Kele accusing DA's John Stian Hazen of gender-based violence, and the very next, he was daring EFF leader Julius Malema to meet him outside the house. You know what that means. To say, Mr. Stenezen, want to hear you apologizing. Apologizing to abuse a young woman who came to work in your office and was a wife of your colleague. And you took that wife of your colleague. You divorced your own wife. And you took that young... You took that young girl, she's your wife today, but the women around you are quiet, are not saying anything, and you come in this podium, you talk about gender-based violence, so you better go and fix yourself. If not, we'll help you. Thank you very much, everybody. But it must be said that the raucous tempers achieved something very rare. They kept chairman of the NCOP, Amos Masondo, who was chairing the session, awake. The old man is the face of that group of members of parliament, EFF's Mbuisenin was once called Sleepists. I'm very sorry, Honorable Davis. Speaker. Order, order. What's the point, Honorable? The police Rose. minister is sleeping in parliament. Honorable member, that's not a point of order. No, it Please. is. I'm, I'm, I'm no. disturbed. No, we honorable. pay this guy. I don't even think he's a member of parliament. He comes and sleeps. Honorable Rosie, please take your seat now. But can you call all the honorable speakers? Surely take we can't come seats. to work to sleep on the take, people's time. Take your seat, Don't honorable sleep. Rosie. Take us serious. However, I'm tired of sauna and post-sauna conversations. And I was frantically looking for something more important to discuss than adults insulting each other. I did not have to look far. This morning I picked up my copy of the Sowetin and there it was on page 18. Friends, a revolution is unfolding in front of us while our undistinguished members of parliament are playing children's games. Men's fashion enjoys a feminine touch, reads the headline. (laughs) This caught my attention. Not because I'm not a fashionist, and actually I am not a fashionist. Actually, I'm not, and 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 actually I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm not even a fashion fundi, but because the pictures were so compelling, it's slightly shocking. Written by my colleague Nombus Okuman, the story goes 
that the trend focused at Men's Fashion Week in Paris and Milan, Paris, Paris, last month uh, included dramatic capes, beret headscarves for autumn winter as men's wear continues to take soft style notes from women's wear. <laughs> you should have seen my face. I looked more shocked than the mayor of Johannesburg when he was nominated from the backbenches of his three party, uh, three men party to, to come up and lead Africa's richest city. In her story, Nombuso says that women's wear has always been intrigued and inspired by men's wear. But now it's a turn of masculine fashion to look the other side and enjoy a feminine touch. Enjoy? Hmm. She goes on, by the way, to say that with many designers embracing non-binary form of dressing, men and women are no longer confirmed, conformed to the witch, no longer conformed to dress strictly according to their gender. Okay. After reading that, I thought she must come and talk to me. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know, guys. I, you, you must check out this story. Please buy the paper today and see the story. There's even a, a street pole poster on this story. That's how big the story is. She made poster. You know, generally when we make poster, it's a big, big thing to us. Nombuso, you made poster. Hello. Hello, Rams. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank good. you. Now, you seem to have been having too much fun when you were penning this story. I don't know if fun is the word to use, but it was intriguing and it was refreshing to see as well. So I thought it would be a beautiful angle to, to just take for the paper. Is this revenge of the women finally on men? I don't think it's revenge. I think it just speaks to a conversation that we're having in society now when it comes to identity and when it comes to dressing according to how you want to be perceived. Um, so I think binary full, fashion full is... Full ball gowns and, and like skirts and, and lace blouses. I mean, blouse, you know, I associate the word blouse with my mother and her. <laughs> now true. men are wearing blouses. Have <laughs> you ever? True. I mean, no, it can't be where the world is going. Is it really where it's going? I mean, it's not necessarily through just men wearing women's clothing in the traditional way that women normally wear it. So if you see on the runways, you have men who would wear a blouse, but would wear it underneath a suit. So a suit is what you would associate with menswear, but then a blouse, then you would associate with, like you said, a woman, mm. but it doesn't necessarily say that men can't wear um, woman's clothing. Well, we know they can now. Based on your story, they can wear <laughs> they, this stuff. They absolutely they do. can. They, they are. <laughs> and um, I think it's just incorporating it in a way that um, is more subtle. subtle? I, know, I know blouses are not subtle, <laughs> but there are some places where, like in... Um, in silhouettes. Yeah. I think it's just looking to women's silhouettes where for a very long time women look to men's silhouettes. You know, the blazer, that boxiness of, of feeling comfort. Numbers. So that's how it is. It's, I mean, who, who designs this stuff? I mean, it has to be women, right? I mean, I feel like they, they're like, eat this, guys. You gotta wear this stuff. I mean, I don't see any men designing that. Interestingly, it was on men's runways and men's runways are traditionally designed by men. So, it really was by men. Wow. I mean, I, 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 you see, I, I, I could not understand, or at least what I could not understand is why this fashion week did not go the whole hog. I mean, if, if you're going to do this, 
They may as well wear lipstick, this, these models. They may as well wear <laughs> lipstick. And I'm sure they even, I mean, if they're parading in women's clothes, why not wear lipstick? I'm, I'm sure they were even wearing G-strings underneath. I, I don't think, okay, I don't think we can take it that far, Ems. But I, Let's start and just go the whole home. I think, right? <laughs> I think the, the essence of what they're trying to say is that um, with our world always in shifting in the way that it has, that identity is no longer something that can be rigid. It's no longer just male and female, but it's something that you identify with. And why should that not be imposed on the way that you dress as well and the way that you want to be perceived? You know, I go, I go to gym. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't show and I don't claim to be a hunk, you know, uh, as you can tell. But but when I go, you know, from time to time, I love working on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, almost, you know, we, from, we think that we should have we should have those shoulders that somebody must cry on, literally. You know? Absolutely. But after reading your story and seeing those pictures, I, I'm like, I'm inclined not to show my shoulders again going forward. I'm, I'm a bit paranoid. <laughs> no, I feel like um, when it comes to things such as the shoulders, it's it's still such a desirable thing for both men and women. You know, women who who would wear men's blazers just for the shoulder pads. I mean, the 80s shoulder pads are such a big thing. And they still are quite a big thing, even today. And and the reason for women would be because with, when you have broader shoulders, then your waist appears to be much smaller, yeah. which is the desirable hourglass. But then when it comes to men, like you were saying, to have that that strength or to just, just to appear as though you have that sense of, of power is, is really where the strong shoulder comes in and mm. it makes a statement. So for men and women, something like a blazer is, is binary, you could say. So it's not necessarily saying that men need to dress like women, but then they can take some style cues from women's wear just to give them a more feminine appeal not necessarily look feminine but to have that essence of a femininity i mean look at me now uh-huh. do, you, do you get any feminine appeal and, and if not do you feel like I, I should do better i mean it depends on how you want to be perceived i mean take for example rams um if you had to swap out your shirt for a, a shirt of the same design but change the fabric. So change it and make it more silk or mm-hmm. make it more satin. Yeah. You know, those are and fabrics that we... And shoulder on top. That's, that's what we normally you know, associate with a, women. You don't really need to go the whole mile. But then if you change something as small as that, that already just gives off the, the appearance that it's more soft and And would you date a guy like that? I would. <coughs> <laughs> So if you walked in here, you know, <laughs> and and I was wearing a cape, just be honest with me. Like, uh-huh. Would you have chuckled a bit before we even started this Absolutely, conversation? Absolutely, we would have. So you see, you would have chuckled. It but says to you something is amiss. But you're asking a fashion person. I love drama. So if someone were to come wearing a cape, I would be like, yes, here's my Batman for the day. So... <laughs> As for opera club, by, by the way, mm-hmm. until I read your piece, I didn't even know those long gloves are called opera club. Like, <laughs> I seeing a man wearing those, like, why, brother? Why are you doing this? But I, I don't. I think men are wearing opera gloves. It's just because they're probably wearing a shirt or they're yeah, wearing a so blazer, they're so they're hiding it. I, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't so see let's it talk about the colors. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Look, I'm I'm a very conservative person. I I I, I 
I confess, mm-hmm. right? I wear mostly dark colors. I only wear bright colors in golf. I play golf and that's the only time you'll see me wearing orange pants or red pants mm-hmm. or stuff like that. But outside that, you, you won't see that. And, and I look at those colors. I mean, they, they to me were something else. I mean, I, I was asking myself, who wears those kind of colors? I don't even know the names of those colors. I mean, I, I know guys from Limpopo would occasionally wear maroon shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, and politicians sometimes wear bottle green shirts. I don't know who advises them. But, mm-hmm. but those colors, are they, are they normal? The, the, the colors in your story. <laughs> How are colors not normal? <laughs> no, colors, again, it's just a form of expression. Um, and they, they speak to just uh, how you would feel and how people love color, you know, and people love to look bright and people love to look lively. It's fine to wear your dark tones, um, like your navies and your blues. Um, and don't, it's, don't and get it's personal. Nothing personal. Um, and it's, and it's okay, but some people would like to, to just push the envelope now and then just a bit. But again, it's best if you do want to incorporate those sort of colors to do it through accessories, because you can always take off a cap. You can always take off gloves if it's a little bit too much. But if you do want to add that pop of, of color and excitement in what you're wearing, um, I think colors are, are a brilliant way to do it. Bright colors. I mean, you know, I'm not going to pick on your story. Alone. I, I see a lot of outrageous stuff. I mean, the uh-huh. other day I, I saw some boots that I thought, what kind of boots are these? And then there was a, <laughs> and then there, was a there was a suit that was like a black thing that looked like a balloon. Do people wear this in real life? I mean, or do they only end up on the rims? <laughs> I've never seen them in real it's, life. It's really for excitement. And I think with the balloon, the black balloon that you yeah, referred to there, the Sam Smith um, at yeah, the Brittles, yeah, um, <laughs> I think it's just for intrigue. It's for, for fun. Um, like you said, we, everything around us is quite serious. Um, and it's just when we have those opportunities to just have fun. So in real life, people don't do this, right? I mean, mm-hmm. some people could, but the question would be, how would you sit? Like, where would you sit? Like, what kind of chairs would accommodate those mm-hmm. kind of pants? So functionally, it makes absolutely no sense. But if you want the drama and you just want a bit of fun, I would say go for it. But at an event or at a place where you know you'll wear it just for that one night. You know what I think? And that's it. I mean, I think that... You know, Designers actually use leftover fabric to create this thing. This is not what they do <laughs> in, in, in real life. That's they do true. proper stuff that you and I wear. Then when they have leftover fabric, yeah. they then do these outrageous things. I mean, yes and no. Um, because who has left? Oh, who has leftover latex? Who has leftover? You know, rubber. So yeah. I don't think so. I just I think designers. Do utilize some clothes like that whole um, movement of sustainability and reusing certain garments. Yes, they do do that, but more practical garments, um, more practical fabrics such as your denims and your your cottons. So, for real life, yes, you know that's that's where sustainability would have the most impact. But for runways and um, red carpets, I think it's really for the drama and. And all and and goal that people want. I know your question was rhetorical, but I suspect Jurex does have le- leftover. Latex. Most probably. <laughs> <laughs> Most probably. <laughs> so here's my last word, right? And uh-huh. I have no more questions for you. Uh-huh. I I really really read your story and I just saw GBV in reverse. Uh. I, I felt attacked. Like why would people dress like this? 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, you gotta read page 18 of the Sowetan today. Nombuso Kumalo. Wonderful story. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having You're me. You're a star, man. Shocked <laughs> as I am. I'd rather read your copy any day than listen to parliamentarians like someone called Nana. Apartheid was very bad. Apartheid left many of us with physical and emotional wounds and scars are still showing. But not everything was bad about apartheid. Give me a collared shirt with an exaggerated open neck anytime, brother. Thank you very much for listening and for your patronage. Happy weekend ahead. Please subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Twitter. At Rams by the Horns and at Sowetin Live. From me, Rams Mabote. Goodbye and God bless.